You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, host, back with another episode down at Bedford's Camera. Again, if you're watching us on Instagram, Facebook, and all the YouTube and all that stuff, uh, at This is Oklahoma on every channel, you will see my beautiful guest today, uh, Bailey uh, from Bondi Bowls. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. I We need to settle this now, right? How do you say it, what you do? Because it's a big topic, isn't it? It is a controversial topic. Yeah. We have a lot of people that think it is Bondi, yeah. but it is actually Bondi. Okay. So it's Bondi Bowls, named after the beach in the Australia. The beautiful beach in Australia, uh-huh. which, yeah, I mean, I haven't been there yet. It's on the list. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming down on the podcast. Obviously, you have a food truck called Bondi Bowls, um, healthy, very healthy food truck. Uh, and another controversial topic, I guess, was the way that you say the food in the bowls that you serve. <laughs> that is so fair. Yeah. So a lot of people, um, it's it's spelled A-C-A-I. So we get a lot of acai or acai, yeah. but it's actually acai. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. So I'm glad Bondi we cleared that up. and acai. <laughs> you get those a lot? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I figured. It's very uh, fun. Well, yeah, again, thanks for coming down on the podcast. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, um, but it's awesome to share local food truck stories to Oklahoma City. And, and you know, we're just chatting now with Christian, who was setting up the camera, uh, you know, about food trucks in Oklahoma City. And, and you guys have a huge impact. And thankfully, the community has rallied around you guys this year to, to help you out with us being able to, I guess, be outside and hang out during the whole virus thing. But take us, I guess, all the way back. Were you born and raised in Oklahoma? Yes. Yeah, I was born in Arcadia, which Mm -hmm. is right outside Edmond. Um, I went to the same school, same church, and same house my whole life Mm -hmm. up until 18. Um, And then when I was 18, I moved out to Southern California for undergrad. So I went to Azusa Pacific University out in California, um, studied business marketing, took um, a semester to study abroad in Australia. So that's where kind of my passion for that came. Um, And then... I graduated, took about six months off, moved back home here in Uh Oklahoma, worked a lot of jobs, raised up money so that I could later move to Australia full time and start a life there. So So growing up in Arcadia, going to high school, all that kind of thing, and then moving to California, that's that's quite a big difference, right? (laughs) How was that transition? What was that like? Were you just ready to get out of Oklahoma? Um, I wouldn't say I was ready. I think I really wanted to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. I was ready for a challenge. I was ready to um, test my independence, test my faith, and Mm -hmm. just see what a different culture also looked like. Um, My dad was born and raised in Southern California and um, around there. So I was a little bit of comfort, but at the same time, I was still on my own and had to to figure it out. So yeah, that must have been exciting though, going, you know, across the country to the beach, being in sunny California, it's 75 pretty much every day. Uh, I had a friend who went, who studied in California and he would just 
irritate me by sending screenshots <laughs> of the weather for the week and it was just 70 all week i'm like you know what you should come to oklahoma one day it snowed yesterday and it's sunny tomorrow <laughs> now it's 70 degrees in the weekend i know i think oklahoma prepared me for just about anything yeah. when it comes to weather so that yeah. was that was nice so what semester did you you know you're studying you're in california having a great time actually we came home christmas and summer for the holidays right uh, and then you go back what semester was it uh, that you went out to Australia? Yeah, so it was my second semester sophomore year. Okay. So I was, I think I was 20. Um, and again, it was, I w my school offered opportunities for study abroad mm -hmm. that you would go with the university and be taught by university professors and go with all of your friends. Mm -hmm. um, so that was what I thought I would be doing. But then again, I sat back and I was like, I want another challenge. I want to test again my faith, my independence, and I want to get to know the culture and get a job locally. Yeah. Um, and get to meet more locals. Um, so that's what kind of inspired finding my own avenue. So I found um, just a company that I just found on Google. So I knew very little about them. Um, mm -hmm. went, ended up going through them. And that's actually the company I later worked for when I moved to Australia. Okay. So um, I very much love them. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, I'm from the UK originally, and moving here was great, And but I, I studied abroad, I guess, for in my four years, not just for a semester. Oh, wow. Um, so being in Australia, like, I mean, you are in the middle of nowhere. Like, you are so <laughs> far away from everything else in the world, right? And Australia is a massive place, but that must have been so cool, going there, being 20 years old, hanging out, being able to have a drink if you want to, and just everything else. You're just away from, you know, you've gone from Oklahoma culture to California, and then you've gone to Australia, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is, like, kind of a perfect mix of both, uh -huh. right? Because yeah, sure. Australia does have that kind of country culture as well as the beach culture uh -huh. on both sides. Um, but friends who play golf and that are from Australia play golf in Oklahoma City um, there's a lot of international golfers here that's kind of how we all met but so that must have been a great experience. What was that? I mean, the flight from LA is a oh my mighty pain, isn't yeah. it? 17 hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 17 hours from LAX. So yeah. it was, my anxiety was getting high after each hour. Couldn't sleep. What am I doing? Yeah. You know, meeting all these random other Americans that are studying abroad with me. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nerve wracking, but mm -hmm. um, I was also so excited. I was living, I was, when I studied abroad, I was in the Gold Coast, which is like, mm -hmm in the middle um, on the east side. Uh, and then when I moved out there after college, I again, I met a lot of really great people in the Gold Coast. And so I really wanted to challenge myself again mm -hmm. in this idea of not knowing anyone, new job, not having a place to live, like being extremely, I think moving to Australia was the ultimate test of myself yeah. and the ultimate challenge because there was no little piece of comfort like I had previously had with all of my other decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so when I moved, Sydney is the bottom part of the East Coast. Um, and then I eventually also lived up in Cairns, which is the north part of the East Coast. Okay. So I lived all over um, the coast of Sydney, which was yeah. really, or Australia, which was So really when you cool. originally went, you went with a group. Yeah, so, so there was a group of about- studying and you have a bunch of friends you can kind of go with, or yeah. friends that you meet and make friends with. Exactly, so the company, it's called the Education Abroad Network and about like 20 people study abroad in Gold Coast, but then there's like, pods of 20 people all over Australia. So we start off up in Cairns at the Great Barrier Reef and there's like 300 of us. And yeah. we, you know, classic American uh, study abroad <laughs> experience. Um, and then we all kind of break up into our different little states. Yeah. But then we have all these friends in different parts. So then when we visit, we can stay with sure. these Americans and stuff. So yeah. that was cool. That, uh, have, you, have you read Matthew McConaughey's book recently? 
Okay, because he did, he studied abroad in Australia as well, and it's uh-huh. the part in the book, the chapter in the book about him studying abroad. It's really really funny, um, <laughs> which reminded me of you know the stuff that you see and the people that you're with, and oh, just yeah. you know all those great stories that you have. So you're there for a semester, you come home, and at that point, I guess you know that okay, Australia is for me. I can't wait to go back. No. no, so I thought I would stay. I thought it was kind of like, okay, my adventurous mm-hmm. personality. I got my like fix. I'm good. And I came back. I was an RA um, for the university with all the freshmen, and I loved that. Senior year, I was studying marketing, really passionate. Mm-hmm. I loved LA. So I actually thought I was going to be staying in LA okay. and working a marketing job. So I was interviewing with a lot of different corporate companies up there um, and loved it. My friends were staying around. Mm-hmm. So everything seemed to be leading towards staying in LA um and it wasn't towards the end of senior year where I kind of was like okay I think I can do I can do actually whatever I want yeah you know my degree doesn't technically define me I can be anywhere and do anything and taking a couple of years off to travel is not mm-hmm. a big deal um even though I feel like there is a bit of a stigma around it as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And it's kind of like, it's pressure, isn't it, from parents, grandparents, family. Uh, you know, they they want you to get a job straight out of college and technically go into the real world and be successful. And all, Like every parent mm-hmm. should, but there is that added pressure of you need to get a job. Whereas I was, I graduated, I was older when I graduated. I was 25 when I graduated university. So for me, like I had my kind of gap years from kind of high school to college. So mm. I got it out the way. But I totally, I mean, everybody should do it after they graduate university, even if it's just for six months. Just yeah. go out, have fun. You don't have anything to worry about. Save up the money and travel. Yeah. So, it's, so that was like what I planned. So it was probably two months before I graduated because I was doing all these interviews. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I have all these amazing doors open. And, you know, my prayer is like, Lord, close the doors that... You, you don't like aren't fit for me but also like the doors that are open there's no wrong door mm-hmm. um like my passions and the things that I'm good at I'm capable of achieving in all these different open doors but like which one will bring the biggest blessing to like the kingdom of the lord and it was shockingly the one that was this crazy adventure of moving <laughs> to australia <laughs> instead of like doing real world um you know corporate stuff in la right. which you know sounds way which I don't is know. very intense. Yeah. Right? So um, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I went, I moved back here. I worked like a lot of odd jobs for about six months, saved up. And then my objective when I got to Sydney was also to like find a job, find um, a church home, find a culture mm-hmm. and like get to know the people. That was like my main objective. So yeah. I didn't want to do as much traveling. I was saving the traveling for like the back end of my time there. Sure. Um, but then uh, with COVID and everything, that's, kind of how Bon Eyeballs got started, but um, that all kind of changed. So yeah. I didn't get to do my back end of traveling. So, yeah. Well, what, is, what did family think when you came back from L.A. and you're like, you know what, I don't really want to get a job yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save up and I, I'm going to go back to Australia. <laughs> yeah, they were, I mean, super supportive. My yeah. parents are like, yeah, the most supportive um parents and my sister is like very wise so she was like go for it um so I've been very blessed in that department uh yeah they encouraged me they were like if this is where you see yourself then we'll see what we can do to help you um we'll help you get jobs while you're here to raise up money you know um little things like that yeah. but yeah they were very supportive yeah which... so so the day comes the flight's booked <laughs> you know you're flying back to Australia um 
with I've had you already I mean you have connections over there to, no. no so I had connections in the Gold Coast but that okay. is pretty far from Sydney right um, it's definitely a flight away so yeah I didn't have anyone um, I kind of hiked up to my parents that I had a place to live when I didn't really have a great place to live <laughs> um, they don't really know I that I will so. figure it out yeah <laughs> um, yeah so I literally landed with two suitcases and not really a destination to go um, I ended up staying with a friend of a friend of a friend's Facebook connection, messaged a girl on Facebook for me to stay with her for like a week yeah. to figure things out. So I had about a week buffer to like see what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I love that. Totally yeah. the opposite end of the world and you've kind of figured out a couch or a bed to stay in a exactly. roof over your head for a week to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, how old are you at that point? Um, I was 22, 23, 23. Yeah. It was Christmas of, I, I think this was what was hard on my parents, is that it was, I left December 8th, so I did Christmas and New Year's oh, yeah. in a different country without them, which and is, also with yeah. no friends. Which is summertime people. that year. Yes. Uh, so in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's you know, you're, you're on the beach on Christmas Day because it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was a real experience. <laughs> it did was. You, what, what was kind of, what was it like Christmas and New Year being there? you know, kind of with no real, I guess, connections or friends at that point. Yeah. So I had met one girl from church. Um, and so she like was really kind and invited me over for Christmas with like her house. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until the evening. So I had like all morning. Yeah. This is also a, the next day, I think it's called like Boxing Day or yeah. something, where they do like this huge sale, kind of yeah. like our Black Friday. Uh -huh. um, so everyone was kind of getting like prepped for that, and I heard like a lot of conversation about Boxing Day. So um, I was like checking up all the sales. That's kind of what I was doing on my yeah. Christmas day. But um, I went down to the beach, laid out, watched surfers, watched Santa surf, like a lot of fun stuff, um, and then went to hers that evening mm -hmm. um, with all of her friends. So it was really intimidating, and it was actually really sweet because she ended up giving me a gift, even though she had invited. Yeah. me two days before um and it was just like a little sticker and I love that sticker because that was yeah. the only Christmas set gift I got that whole year um my parents mailed me something but it didn't come until later um but it was just wow that sticker yeah. just means a, a yeah, lot yeah and it to takes me. you back to that place right it takes yeah. you back to how you felt at that moment like where you were in life and and where you were in the world like that's that's the beauty of having stickers or anything like a momentum like that yeah. that you can keep that takes you right back there uh so after that week of figuring things out you know what happens where do you get a job and you mentioned you worked for the the company that you you went to study with right so i got a job at the grounds of alexandria which is a cafe mm -hmm. um i tell everyone if you ever go to australia you have to go to this cafe it's right next to the sydney airport and it is like very instagrammable it's sponsored mm -hmm. by disney it's so fun so yeah. um it's really like fast paced and I think that that prepared me for Bondi Bowls greatly. Yeah. Like just being efficient and scheduling and what a team looks like that is being efficient and like building each other up. Um, and then I also found a job with it's called the Education Abroad Network. So I helped college students then study abroad in Sydney, which was like the coolest job ever. We would literally just do the Bondi to Coogee Walk. I would take them on tours of the Opera House. Yeah. Um, we'd go up to, we'd fly up to the Great Barrier Reef and go scuba diving, um, crocodile tours. So it was like, 
Oh, it sounds awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> the dream like, job. Like, what do you do? Oh, I kind of surf and watch people do yeah. surfing and then just kind of walk the beach and show people around. It's exactly. amazing. Yeah. I hang out with 20-year-olds and just like do all the things that are on my bucket list. Yeah. So. And I get paid for it. <laughs> exactly. Which is great. So how long it was the visa kind of like six months? Yeah. So okay. I'll show you a visa. I won't get into it because it's very confusing and long, yeah. but you do, you have a full year, but in that year, you have to do three months of like farm work or okay. hospitality work in a certain zip code that the government provides. Okay. So thankfully, mine was up in Cairns, which is where the Great Barrier Reef is. Mm -hmm. And Americans, most countries can only do farm work, but Americans can do hospitality. So okay. I got lucky. Um, so I moved up there with three months and one week left on my visa. And I was like, <laughs> I can find a job in one week. I can week. figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and so Monday rolls around. I'm like, all right, I got a job. I'll find a job. I like go into all these cafes because you have have to have a full-time job so I was like oh, I'll get two part-time at two different cafes and yeah, do and it in why, three yeah. months uh no one was hiring they were all like no sorry no sorry and so it's Wednesday and I'm like shoot I'm going home yeah. <laughs> like I have to go home I'm not gonna get my second year um and then Thursday rolls around and this connection from my um time with the education abroad network connected me with this event coordinator and sales job for this um, four-star resort in Cairns. And I was like, oh, I have no experience. I'm literally out of college and all I've done is hang out with college yeah, kids and yeah. work at a cafe. Um, I have a marketing degree, but that's about it. So I go into the interview and they're desperate because it's wedding season and the girl had literally just quit in the oh, middle of the no heat way. of wedding season because she just got frustrated. I guess there was something. Yeah. So she just dropped and they're like, we're desperate. And I was like, I need, <laughs> yeah. I need a job. I need to be on payroll by Friday. Can we make this work? They're like, yes. So yeah. they put me on payroll. Um, so I got my three months and I worked as a wedding and event coordinator up in Cairns, which also I think prepared me greatly for what it looks like to structure things yeah. within the track of like, cause all, all we do is every day is a new requester and a new person to work with. Right. So um, I really do think that that job prepared me for how to organize my emails, how to keep yeah. track of things or else it would have been a mess. So, so would you just, while, how, how long were you there in, in Australia for like the whole duration? So in total, including my study abroad, it was two years. Okay. And but that later half, it was a year and like four months. Okay. And then that got stopped because of COVID. Correct. So then okay. I lived up in Cairns for six months yeah. doing the wedding and event, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the community. Um, that's where a lot of like they call them bogans, which is like the the hillbillies, mm -hmm. I guess. And so it's just like way more culture. I did a few Aboriginal weddings, which is the local indigenous yeah, yeah, people, yeah. and got to like learn their dancing and different things in their language, which was just like so life giving and beautiful. Um, so after that six months, I was moving back down to. Sydney to live in Bondi, which was my dream with one of my best friends, the first girl I really um, bonded with in my mm -hmm. time in Sydney. So I drove down. I got to like do the coastal with my parents flew out. We all drove down. Um, they flew home and I had about three weeks living with this girl. And originally we had nine months. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then life got a bit crazy on both of our ends. We were dealing with a lot in our personal lives. And then all of a sudden, um, we finally opened up about it. We were praying for each other. We're like, all right, we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, COVID hits. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, my job is to work with college students studying abroad. <laughs> no, no one's, one's studying traveling. abroad. I'm literally every day shipping college students back to the U.S. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then my cafe job, n n I wasn't getting yeah. that back at the moment. And she was at loss for her job. So then we're both like, wow, okay, we're going through a lot. And now we're going through even more. Like we're right. losing our jobs. 
And then we take a deep breath and we're like, okay, we've got this. And then um, my dad ended up giving, giving me a call and he... Um, he never really called me like this, so it was a bit off. Yeah. And um, he was just like, hey, Bailey, I um, I need to tell you something. Uh, well, first, how's your, how's your morning? And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I tell him about my day. Um, I just woken up. And uh, then he was like, all right. And then I could tell he'd been crying, and my dad doesn't cry. Yeah. And he was like, uh, Bailey, I found a tumor in my bladder, and, and it doesn't look good, and I, I just don't really know... Um, what's going to happen. They've, um, they're going to remove it tomorrow. We're going to test it mm-hmm. and, um, go from there. But I just wanted you to be informed when I got informed, um, and just like be yeah. present with you. And so I was like, Oh, Melting. Wow. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, God. Cause it's worse when you're so far away. Like yeah. I've had, I haven't had, I've had kind of conversations like that. And you just like, you feel so helpless, yeah. right? Cause you can't, you literally cannot, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. All you can do is pray about it and just be there right and just kind of be yeah. as supportive you can from where you are exactly which just like it and especially when you're a little younger too like it rocks you yeah especially when time. your dad is and your you, hero yeah and you've got all this stuff going on as well like, uh-huh. with all like covid happening and yeah yeah so that was that was real heavy then so yeah that hit me really hard um and then on top of that australia um had the power to close all international flights so international flights ended on a sunday um my dad called me on a thursday (laughs) thursday morning so it was like okay well what do i do we don't know the prognosis of his black of of the tumor um we know it was big uh the doctor said you know most likely so we were we were nervous we were on edge and we never dealt with anything like this as a family Mm. before so um I immediately like broke down, obviously, and um, ended up having to extend my circle of of people that I was telling about what was going on sure. in my life. So um, that was probably like the biggest and strongest moment um, is sitting down with five of my closest friends, four yeah. of my close friends, and just like crying and hearing them just pray over me and pray over um, the future of my life and my my dad's life and and where the Lord is going to take me in this yeah. journey and how um, he's going to use it for growth and oh my gosh it's been nine months since and yeah I could tell you about all the blessings that have come um but it was so hard in that moment so um then I woke up the next day packed everything flew home because the cheapest flight was on the yeah the later um the Friday so um and literally 24 hours my entire world had tumbled and twisted um and I was now back in Oklahoma I um my dad got a call the moment I landed in Denver he called me and was like hey Bailey I I know like you probably want to hear this when you're with me but um it is like stage zero it is non-invasive cancer so we're just going to be doing a whole bunch of treatments and we're going to get through this and so I was like praise the lord like answer to prayer like the greatest blessing but also I'm sitting here in Denver (laughs) you know like oh I I kind of wish I had stayed in Australia and gotten that phone call and been like wow yes lord thank you for providing when I'm not home um but I know that it was really I know that I was supposed to be back right but it was really hard that first month I was going through a lot of why did you bring me home Lord why am I back in Oklahoma um 
when I feel like I could be doing more and I was growing more when I was in Australia. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be here. I want to be there <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Before you get that phone call from dad and before like COVID happens, what were your plans? Like what, I mean, your plans, I assume, to stay as long as possible in Australia and have a life in Australia. Yeah. So I, I still had nine months left on my visa yeah. and I had already been talking with my study abroad company about getting a visa that would extend my time there so that I could stay. Mm-hmm. So um, companies can sponsor you and things like that. So um, I was working with that company and they were being like very kind, um, mm-hmm. which is unusual for right. for companies like that. So they they liked me. I loved them, and we had a really good relationship. So yeah, there was kind of a talk of mm-hmm. getting me to stay past that second year. Yeah. Um, and then again, I loved my community that I had created. Um, we lived right, literally right on the beach. Yeah. We spent a lot of money, me and one of my friends, for a tiny studio apartment. It wasn't even like. 800 square, I mean, or 300 square feet. I can't even remember. Size of this room? It was definitely smaller than this room. Yeah. I think it was probably where the camera is over there. Okay. Um, It had a bathroom, a tiny bathroom. We just had two little beds and a kitchenette. And we lived, Lived but we lived in Bondi. Yeah. Yeah. We walked to the beach. The best place in the world. (laughs) Like one of the best places in the world. Yeah. And my my roommate was a runner. So we would run the Bondi to Kiji. We were doing great. Mm -hmm. And then actually the the place that inspired Bondi Bowls was right across from my apartment. It was this, it's called Fruitologist, and it was a tiny little hole in the wall that just sold acai bowls, yeah. and that was all they sold. That's and so cool. there was always a line that went so far, and I was like, I love that. I would wake up, we would do our run, and then we'd come and get bowls and coffee, and that was like me and yeah. my roommate's morning. So, um, that was kind of like the inspiration for Bondi Bulls. But yeah, so I, I plan to stay the nine months, plan mm-hmm. to work with college students and to like have odd job cafes yeah. and go from there. So, so yeah, that that's where the, the inspiration comes from. And that place that you guys would literally go to every day, have coffee, hang out. And I guess from that point, you probably realized that you didn't have to have a massive spot. You just had to have a building or a truck or a, a, just something that created it was, it was more about the food, right? It's about the kind of culture as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? And before that moment, were you kind of really into that kind of style of food? Because it didn't really come to the States, did it? The, right. the acai bowls, they weren't, I mean, I'm sure you could find them, but they weren't what they are now, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of, it is, it's kind of, you know, everyone knows what it is now. Right. So, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, um, it was, like, the start of Bondi Bowls <clears throat> primarily was more... I named it after because of the time in Bondi wasn't finished. And my love for adventure, my love for Bondi, like, wasn't finished. So that's kind of where the name came from. But I came home, and I was immediately started making them for my dad because of all of the health benefits. Yeah. I, like, wouldn't say I lived the healthiest lifestyle, but I definitely am mindful of things, like, especially mm-hmm. in, like, seasons that my dad was going through of being mindful of that. So, so many um, health benefits, immune boosting, antioxidants. My dad also, you know, works in the hospital. So I was feeding him, you yeah. know, he was going through treatment while working in the hospital with COVID going on. And um, he's a bit older. So, you know, feeding him anything oh, yeah. and everything I could give him. Um, and he loved them. And I think the moment that my dad enjoyed it, um, like this big meat dude, you know, was right. like, oh, these acai bowls, these fruit bowls are pretty good. You know, I was like, okay. I think yeah. I think Oklahoma could jump in on this too if my dad is jumping in on this. Yeah. Um and so that's kind of what inspired okay, but it's COVID. You know, I came home. Mm-hmm. So I came home a month of like 
what's happening. I was really sad. Yeah. And, is um, this February, March time? Yeah, I moved back. I think it was like March 17th okay. is when I moved back. And so, um, and I ended up buying my food truck April 23rd. So this is like wow, how quickly really? all of this happened. Yeah. So March 17th, I'm home. I'm sad. Um, I was, it was just like really hard on, on my life. And I was making, so I was making a lot of bowls for friends and family and, and my dad. Um, and then uh, me and my mom were sitting down and we were like, I was applying for all these jobs. I was applying for sales jobs, marketing jobs, anything that I could Nobody's find. Nobody's hiring. No one's hiring. They're like, oh, we'll interview you in November. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a long time for me to be sitting here. Yeah. Um, so then it was like, okay, I love creating things. I love um, like working with my hands and I can't sit around. So what, what should we do? And my mm-hmm. mom kind of like casually was like, why don't we just like get a food truck? And like you serve all this stuff that you're serving for all your friends instead of them coming to you, why don't you go to them? Yeah. And I was like, you're so right. Yeah. That would be so fun. So literally, um, I think it was a Tuesday. She came. She like just name dropped a food truck. Um, Friday we went and toured like four food trucks, and Saturday I asked if I could buy one of them. And Sunday we went and picked it up. And yeah. then like a week later we um, had like most of the stuff. And then a month later we did our grand opening. Oh, it's, I love, <laughs> yeah. And well, looking back, right. At, like, you know, flying to Australia, not kind of fig- not knowing where you're going to stay or like there's little things of, and like you said, it, it's what you've done leading up to this point has forced you to act on your feet and figure things out. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like diving into a job that you've never done before with wedding event planning it all comes to this moment, right? Because you like when you look back at it, like, oh, yeah, of course I can do this because I've been doing it in other you know, a- aspects of my life this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you get this truck and you know, you're like, wow, I actually have something now, right? Then I'm sure your mind goes crazy and like marketing <laughs> mind is working, right? Business plan, there's no Bondi, there's no assay bowl trucks around. Some of the stores might be selling it, but it's uh-huh. not. And you are like basically the first person to bring that to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Which is really, really cool to think about that. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I I think I agree in the fact that all these little moments of pushing myself past my boundaries and saying like, okay, I I cannot Mm -hmm. do this. I cannot move to Australia with nothing. This has to be purely based on my faith and like my, the things that I've grown up and like the way my parents have raised me. Um, But a lot of it, I mean, it all goes back to just like how the Lord grabs me and says, let's do this together. Like, you're right. You can't do this. You know, you've only have a week. You can't, you can't, I have, I'm right here. I'm holding you and I'm going to get you through this with you. Um, and I think that, uh, that's one thing that I love about adventure, um, about trying new things and leaving your comfort zone is for that reason Right. right there is like, okay, this is if you write this down on paper it doesn't make sense but then if you're praying about it and the lord is like this is where you're supposed to be then boom it's so possible Mm um yeah and looking back on it i'm like wow me like my family and i we started a business in a month (laughs) like during covid COVID, (laughs) like a food truck and it blew up way past i mean day three was what i like prayed and anticipated like my sixth month where i would be now um so the Lord was definitely like, 
you do this and like, let's run with it. And Mm -hmm. he just like blessed it. I was hiring employees after four days. I, you know, was trying to figure out how to keep track of all these things. And that is from all my experience Mm -hmm. back in, in Australia, which if I would have stayed in LA and and done what I thought I should be doing when I graduated, I don't think I would have had the steps and the preparation and, um, the preparedness that I do because of my, Mm -hmm. my time abroad. Yeah. And it's something that it's hard to explain to people who've never traveled, right? It's, it's, something that it's like you have this just kind of ability and you know that you can do something because you've experienced travel because you've been on your own and been to another country and it it sounds weird to say it right but just by going to another country on your own you grow and you're aware that you can do so much mm-hmm. and then you come home and you're like oh I can do that why, <laughs> why would I not do that it's, it's you know if I can go halfway around the world and be on my own at the age of 22 then I can clearly start my own business why not <laughs> you know with the help of mum and everybody uh-huh. else and people rallying around you but just that experience you know it's it's the one thing I try and tell as many people as I can it's like just go like mm-hmm. you can always come home you know travel whenever we're allowed to now yeah um you know or even go to another state like you just come back from new mexico like just go to another state mm. and you know jump in the car and drive somewhere like have a great time and you'll learn and, and just meet people and you just broaden your kind of you know your sense of culture and sense of the world and, and what things are like in other cultures because i mean in australia they're totally different <laughs> to what they are here and i'm sure you had a lot of fun learning the sayings from australians oh my and gosh, compared yes. to what they are here and you know we could talk about that for hours but <laughs> So what was opening day like? Where was it? Yeah, so I had a few soft openings Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of like work on my efficiency. um, And I'm very glad we had those. Because like I said, the day three really got us good. Um, It was just me and my sister in the truck and my mom outside. Mm -hmm. um, And that's how I thought it was going to be. And I would just have a few random bookings like throughout the week to keep me busy so that I could later interview in November for these jobs that I had been applying for. Um, and we had a neighborhood booking in Edmond on a Thursday. Um, the only way people knew about it was from Instagram, um, from my personal Instagram and then from the Bondi Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, we had about, I think it was like 300, almost 350 followers. So I wasn't expecting a big turnout or anything. Um, but then the neighborhood of course showed up and then people outside of the neighborhood that had seen on our Instagram were showing up and being oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try these. And so we were like, Oh my gosh, it's exciting. But our grand opening yeah. wasn't actually until the next day, which was June 1st. So um, we were at Town Square for their Parade of Homes, mm-hmm. um, for the McCaleb's Parade of Homes. And they were so kind. I mean, she had never tried my product. She didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, but she was like, I support you and come on out for the Parade of Homes, which is like an honor oh, for yeah. food it's trucks to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, like, let's do it. So I showed up. Also at this time, my truck wrap mm-hmm. is like not the right color. It's not, it's only partially done. So we had to like go back in. So it was just like, we, I just feel like I need to make sure people know that we were like still a hot mess. We yeah, were yeah, figuring yeah. it out and we still are figuring it out. That's the beauty of it, right? <laughs> exactly. Like you were figuring it out and it's working. Yeah. And people appreciate you trying. Yeah. So the truck's half wrapped when it's you're It's half there. wrapped. Yeah. It's like the wrong shade of pink. Um, and we do it anyway. So we have that weekend. And like I said, day three, we, I mean, it was one to seven. So me and my sister's feet are killing us. <laughs> yeah. We're, um, I'm hunched over at the toppings table and 
and I never like look up. My sister is blending and like acai and pitaya is going everywhere <laughs> and it is so messy. We have no towels. Like yeah. we haven't figured anything out yet. We're still, I think we were still at the point where we were like, just like taking our time and like, just like not working on efficiency. We were yeah. more like um, sending out all of the pitaya bowls at once and then all of the acai bowls instead of like being really efficient on things. Um, so again, figuring things out, a bit yeah. of a hot mess. Um, and so then we took the week off and that's when we got the truck rewrapped. Me and my sister kind of sat down and we're like, maybe we need some towels like on hand yeah. or like things like that. Um, we got all that put together and then that following weekend was just like, Boom, because we did Parade of Homes both weekends. Yeah. Um, and the Lord was just like, run with this, Bailey. I have blessed you, and here's a platform, and go with it. And just continue to um, use my blessing to bless other people. And I think that that has like, been the most important yeah, yeah, um, yeah. part of Bondi Bowls is like we get to use it to continue to bless, like right. um, doing givebacks and doing tithing and things that have been my passion to do one day for Oklahoma and do one day from the school that raised me and um, the community that has loved me so well for those yeah, first yeah. 18 years and inspired me and um, encouraged me to try new things. Um, and getting to do that at the age of 25 is like such an honor and a right. privilege. So um, yeah, that's kind of yeah. So <laughs> now we, we are at this point now where you've gone the whole summer uh, you know, and you you guys are crushing it on Instagram. You, the, the marketing side of things is really good. I love seeing <laughs> that, right? Because you've jumped into it, and you un, with the marketing background that you have, you understand what works. Your employees love it. You know the the reels that you guys are doing, the TikToks, the dancing, like it works, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's something that's totally different. I don't know another food truck that's doing videos like that, <laughs> which is good to see because you 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 know what you're doing. It works, and you're just kind of doubling down on it. Yeah. So that is I mean, that's totally. I love seeing stuff like that. I cannot dance like that, and nor will I ever try. Neither can I. Uh, but your employees do a very good job of Thank it. Thank you. Uh, I think people enjoy, they know you for that now, yeah. right? Like when you scroll the Instagram page, they know you for, okay, you're going to see beautiful food and amazing healthy stuff, but also you're going to see your employees having an absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, when did it come in that you decided like having people asking for merch and stuff? Yeah, so merch was always like a big thing for me. I was so excited yeah. to like, I wanted to create a full experience and a brand. Mm -hmm. And um, that was like, yeah. So I immediately decided to design shirts okay. um, from the get-go. And my parents, I remember I placed like a pretty big order and my whole family was like, are you kidding me, Bailey? This is going to take forever to sell. And I was like, no, I, I really think, I really yeah. think it's going to do well. I'm like, no, like this was before we had done anything. We hadn't had our grand opening yet. And I had ordered hundreds of shirts Yeah, and they were like, Bailey, this is crazy. We sold out of those shirts in like two weeks. Oh, yes. And I was like, okay, parents, like I yeah. get where you're coming from, but we have to reorder. So kind of like an in your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's kind of when, oh, okay. Like we are developing a brand. And um, I, I love that you point out my employees because employees are so important to me. Um, those girls and guys have been like an influential part of Bondi Bowls. And they were like, okay, Bailey, can you do hats? Like what about yeah. stickers, you know? Or like, can you move this shelf over here for better efficiency and things like that. They've really been such an important part of this business and like helped grow 
who we are today. Yeah. Um, and I love that they've bought in and been like, this is my business too, because mm-hmm. it is so much bigger than, than me. Bondi Bulls is a brand that's growing. Yeah. Um, we've already franchised. We have two more trucks coming out. Really? Yeah. So oh, congrats. Amazing. Thank you. Um, we have another one. So, um, I have another one here in Edmond yeah. that will be taking over just cause our booking numbers have like grown immensely and I'm not able yeah. to do a lot. So she's going to be taking over and I will be doing the like other bookings and then we're actually going to be in this i haven't like told really anyone but we'll be <laughs> in fort worth yeah <laughs> we'll be in fort worth texas Amazing. so she signed the other day getting her truck all wrapped um and so i'm very excited how for good that. is that Isn't like it crazy? In, in literally like from june 1st to now yeah that is i love that yeah that's to be you know months, in another seven. state already um so that so i why the franchise over picking an actual spot or is the spot coming the spot is coming okay. i am working on that i really want a storefront yeah. um was that a covid decision based it, yes yeah and i yeah the the storefront the is timing. pretty hard yeah with mm-hmm. the timing i want it really bad though yeah <laughs> um mainly just so my mom you know we're making all this we're bulk making granola and now we're making it for two extra trucks <laughs> like my mom has already been exhausted from it so give being able to give like a huge kitchen right. or a, a bigger space to allow for just like yeah. us to continue to grow um and then also a place for all my regulars like i love seeing all these people drive to yukon yeah. from edmund to like support me and to love on our bowls and the experience but i want to be able to bless them and be like you can also just drive yeah. five minutes and be right here right <laughs> so. like you can come and hang out and have that experience that you would have had back in australia where the line is hopefully out the door and you've uh-huh. got people coming and hanging out and having an actual place to be at that they can call their coffee shop or their home for for their bowls which yeah. is really cool not a place that's on four wheels and just changing location exactly. every day um so for people listening who we've been doing a podcast now for 40 minutes for people listening who still have no idea what a bondi bowl is <laughs> or a bowl is um tell me about the product tell yeah. me about you know like all your ingredients how how that works and and different flavors and all the rest of it yeah so acai is a fruit found in the amazon uh-huh. it is um known for having a lot of antioxidants it's actually called a super fruit okay. um you can only find it in the amazon so um it's very unique flavor uh-huh. um and but it's so good. So we just mix it with a whole bunch of other frozen fruits that yeah. kind of bring out a little bit more sweetness because it's a bit more tart. Um, and it has a lot of minerals, um, vitamins, um, and like immune boosting stuff. We also have like multiple add-ins that you can add into the base of your bowl. Yeah. So multivitamins, biotin, um, ashwagandha, um, different things like that to help just like boost mm-hmm. your insides and stuff. Um, then we have pataya bowls, which is the other option. And that is also dragon fruit. Okay. Um, and so that one is a bit sweeter. So my sister really loves the pataya. It's a bit, um, sweeter and it's pink. So it's hot pink um, yeah. and the acai is more of a purple um, I prefer the acai because it's not as sweet compared to the pataya um, from there we top it with our homemade granola which is I did not expect to for our granola to be so popular I yeah. mean I love the granola um, and we were like oh yeah it'll be great on bowls and then people were like can we buy your granola and we were like <laughs> selling five oh. pound bags of it yeah. <laughs> so then we're like okay so then we now we have bags of granola and we yeah. um use the freshest granola to put in the bag so we don't have them pre-bagged right. um which is really fun too 
And same with our peanut butter and almond butter. So it comes with, so the base is fresh fruit, either acai or pitaya mixed with other fruits um, to help develop the sweetness and then granola and then fresh fruits from there. And then there's a lot of add-ins that you can yeah, add. Yeah. So our most popular add-ons is um, our homemade peanut butter and ha- um, raw local honey that we have or Nutella, yeah. which Everybody Nutella sounds weird. Nutella. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's always like, oh, Nutella on my bowl? Like, yeah. it sounds really healthy. But it's a game changer. Oh, the Nutella is so good. Yeah, Nutella <laughs> can go on anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so wow like from june i mean i just love it the fact that you have you know you're gonna have one in texas soon you know you're gonna have another one coming here which will help you do double the amount of events and Mm -hmm. and take some pressure off you as well um yeah like it's 2021 is is going to be a great year i assume you know just looking forward to it everything's in the plan uh you know you got the clothing side of things coming off as well and you know the granola side which is little things keep adding in that you probably didn't ever yeah, of, right? Exactly. People are going to buy this. Didn't think of that, but it's great. How do we capitalize on that and make give that to the people because they want it? Yeah. Um, awesome. So for people listening, how can they follow you? How can they find out where you're going to be? And how can they buy a granola too? Yeah. So um, our Instagram, it's Bondi, B-O-N-D-I, and then dot bowls. Um, same with our Facebook is the same. Our website is bondibullsusa.com. And on there, there's a merch section, which has our granola, our t-shirts, our crewnecks, hats, peanut butter, granola, almond butter, um, all of that fun stuff. So uh, we also sell in the Arcadia Farmer's Market general store out in Arcadia. And we also sell at the Commonplace um, Marketplace downtown in Oklahoma City as well. Yeah, with Ben down in Edmond. Uh, Down in in Oklahoma City because they have one in Edmond now as well, I think. Yeah, I think so. Amazing. Well, Bailey, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, Wish you all the best for next year. I love this. Do the reason I love doing podcasts is now I know so much more about the business. <laughs> so then when I see you and I follow you on Instagram, I can see like I have a lot more context for it. And mm. I just love the fact that this started, you know, because of a phone call mm. from dad. Mm. And thankfully, dad's doing great now. And just, you know, everything's falling into place. It's something that you never planned on. Yeah. And now you know how life can change in six months to a year you have multiple food trucks (laughs) in multiple states it's it's amazing so thanks again for coming down i really appreciate it and for everyone listening i'll post all the links down to the instagram facebook page website website um, in the description down below and yeah thanks so much and we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast was presented by the oklahoma hall of fame who've been telling oklahoma story through its people since 1927 follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on instagram at oklahomahof catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.